from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So we talked at the beginning of the show about this incredible wave of anti-Semitism and, among other things, the failure of some of our leading universities, our most elite universities, and the presidents don't want to do anything about it. And their testimony before Congress this past week was absolutely pathetic. Anyway, we're going to bring in the great Alan Dershowitz, Professor Emeritus at Harvard Law School, who writes uh, bestsellers at one after another. His latest book, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, welcome, sir, as always. Um, as far as I know, here on Saturday, um, the presidents of Penn, Harvard, and MIT still have their jobs, and I don't know why. I don't know why either. By the standards articulated by President Gay of Harvard herself, she should be forced to resign. She is not an advocate of free speech. Um, she, when she was the dean of Harvard College, fired Ron Sullivan, um, who was a dean of one of the houses, Winthrop House, uh, because, quote, he made students feel unsafe because of who he represented. He had represented Harvey Weinstein for a brief period of time. She has shown no sensitivity to free speech. I'll give you a personal example. I was probably the most well-known professor at Harvard for 50 years. I taught 10,000 students. I have not been allowed to speak at Harvard since I retired uh, Mm. 10 years ago. I have not been allowed to speak at Brooklyn College, City College of New York. My free speech and the free speech of those who want to hear my views on Israel have been totally suppressed without a word from... These three presidents who are now making apology letters saying, oh, you don't understand, it's free speech, free speech, free speech. These presidents are at the forefront of disciplining people who have microaggressions. Let me give you an example from Columbia University. The other day, a student at Columbia University in a film class put on part of the film Shoah about the Holocaust. The teacher reprimanded her saying, we don't want to hear about Jewish suffering now. We only want to hear about the suffering of the people of Gaza. It was inappropriate for you to show that film. I mean, censorship, lack of free speech dominates college campuses today. And how dare these presidents say the only thing that there's free speech for is to call for genocide against the Jews. That's free speech. That's free speech. But microaggressions against black people, against gay people, against transgender people, that's not permitted. Only against the Jews. So it's not about free speech. It's about a double standard. And none of these presidents has in any way t- tried to justify their double standards. Penn has been among the worst in applying microaggressions and, and, and disciplining uh, teachers and students for saying things that violate their code of conduct. But calling for genocide for the Jews? No, no, no. That depends on context. It's yes. just, just disgusting. Well, you've got um, So it was reported yesterday, Professor Dershowitz, that um, Penn President Liz McGill... Uh, they had a special board meeting to yeah, see whether yeah. they're going to keep her or not. I mean, the way I look at this with all these presidents, um, they're on trial, but the whole college is on trial. The university is on trial. This oh, is I a, completely agree with right? you. This these, is a, yeah. No, yeah, please these continue. These presidents have introduced and have compounded one of the worst academic offenses that ever occurred, and that is the creation of these billion-dollar bureaucracies called diversity equity, and inclusion. Hmm. They are racist to the core, and they are the incubators for anti-Semitism. 
Now, it sounds good, diversity, but by diversity, they mean not diversity of opinions. They don't want to include conservatives or, or Christians or uh, people who have different views from them. It's only diversity of skin color. Equity is the exact opposite of equality. If you dare quote Martin Luther King, I have a dream that someday my children will be judged not by the color of my their skin, but by the content of their character. That's a microaggression that could get you disciplined. Mm. And inclusion expressly, as President Larry Summers uh, put it some years ago, expressly excludes Jews. So until these presidents get rid of, get rid of this D-E-I abomination, we're going to see more and more and more anti-Semitism. These three presidents very likely are going to be fired. Oh, they'll probably uh, be given cushy jobs and promoted and become emeritus this and emeritus that. But I suspect that certainly the president of Penn won't be around six months from now. Mm. And I think the dominoes will begin to fall. Um, what's happened is in this season, you know, Ecclesiastes says to everything there's a season. This was the season for picking woke progressive presidents mm. who have mm. no sensitivity toward uh, Israel, toward Jews, and are basically responsive to the loudest, leftist, uh, most woke voices on campus. And they're the wrong people at the wrong time and the wrong job. Larry Summers has done a good job. You know, I know him well, Alan. I've known him for many, many years, and I'm proud of him. He and I don't always agree, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is he spoke out beautifully, and he continues to speak out. And he's a very prestigious guy. I agree with you. And, you know, he he got in trouble because he stated something that was – scientifically disputable. My wife, who's a PhD in neuropsychology, happened to agree with him. Others disagreed with him. And he got fired. There was a great cartoon in a local newspaper when Larry got fired. It had him on his hands and knees begging the board of overseers saying, no, I didn't say women are not as good at math as men. I said Israel is a genocidal state. Now can I get my job back? (laughs) You know, uh, Larry has been a man of courage. A friend of mine who was president of a major university said the one quality that does not exist for being a college president is courage. Mm. And these three, you know, mm. I compare them to the three monkeys sitting up on the stage, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. They have no courage. They have no principles. They have no core. All they do is issue statement after statement, depending on who threatened to cut off funding most recently. Mm. Um, and and what we need are, are university presidents who, who have some, some principles and some core, and we need to get rid of two things at universities. And it's very controversial. This BDS bureaucracy and these specialized departments. There should never be a department of black studies, mm. of gay studies, of Asian studies, even of Jewish studies. Mm. You go to university to learn how to think, not to be propagandized by professors. If you, if you try to apply critical race theory in a classroom, you're going to get you're going to get disciplined. You can't be critical. You have to be uncritical. These departments are cheering squads mm. for their particular components, and they pit one group against each other and create a re- zero-sum game, which is why today on campus you have this horrible controversy that uh, that allows only free speech against Jews, but not against anyone else. 
Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. What I don't understand, I mean, the the kids who start parroting what these uh, crazy teachers are teaching, I mean, these are smart kids in theory. It's not easy to get into Harvard or Penn or MIT or wherever. Uh, I had a prison term at Princeton many, many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. How can these kids just accept this stuff? Well, first of all, some of them are just useful idiots. They just follow anything. If it's left, it's right. Mm -hmm. But let's never forget who brought Hitler to power. Mm -hmm. Students at the University of Munich, at Berlin University, at Heidelberg University. Let's Mm -hmm. remember who brought the Ayatollahs to power. Remember who took over the American embassy. They weren't adults. They were kids. They were mm-hmm. students who took over the embassy. Remember who who was Stalin's biggest supporters, Mao Zedong's biggest supporters, Pol Pot's uh, biggest supporters were all students. So don't give students a pass. Mm-hmm. They can be the most dangerous elements in any society. And that's what's happening today at Harvard, MIT, and, and all these other schools. And the worst thing about it is they're our future. Students mm-hmm. who are today calling for genocide against the Jews um, and calling for the end of America, basically just scratch an anti-Zionist, you find somebody who's anti-American. These are our future leaders. Ten years from now, they'll be running for Congress. Twenty years from now, they'll be running mm-hmm. for the presidency. They'll be in the editorial rooms of the New York Times. They already are. Mm-hmm. And CNN, uh, which have been part of the problem. Remember that Hamas uses what they themselves call the CNN strategy. Kill as many Jews as possible, provoke Israel into responding, hide the terrorists and their rockets in the tunnels among civilians, know that Israel will inevitably have to kill some civilians, then parade the babies in front of CNN, and the world will turn against Israel. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. They do that over and over again. They've been doing it for the last 20 years, and they'll continue to do it. If there's a ceasefire now, which the general, which the Security Council called for, thankfully, uh, it was vetoed by the United States. Professor Dishers, tell us about the book, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. I love selling good books on this show. Tell uh, us some well, more. Thank you. Well, you know, on October 7th, it was a Saturday, and I generally don't try to write uh, books on, on Saturday, but this was a special day. And I dropped everything I was doing, and I decided to try to start writing a book. And the publisher said, if I can get it to him within 30 days, he'll publish it. And I got it to him within 30 days. And it's out there now. It's only two months after, um, you know, October 7th. And it starts with October 7th, but it goes back to October 6th, the lack of preparation, the lack of intelligence. But it focuses a lot on, on, on October 8th. Before Israel ever fired a shot, before Israel ever went into Gaza, Groups like the National Lawyers Guild, a despicable group of hard-left mm. lawyers mm. That, that, that are in every major law school in the country, every major law school in the country, um, issued a statement saying that Hamas was right, praising Hamas. Mm. 33 groups at Harvard mm. blamed it all on, on Israel. And, and, and so the book is all, about, is all about that. 
look, I have to write. Why do I have to write? Because schools won't allow me to speak. Harvard mm. won't allow me to speak. Cardoza Law School, oh, a Jewish geez. law school that was oh. originally part of Yeshiva University, yep. turned down an opportunity to have me speak free without mm. expenses and to talk to their students about Israel. The dean said, no, we're not ready for Dershowitz. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're I know some for, people at Cardoza. Yeah. Yeah, well, a... you just tell them that they're part of the problem. I can't speak at City University of New York. I can't speak at any of these places. So don't tell me that mm. we're trying to suppress free speech when people call for the genocide of the Jews. It's the free speech of people who support Israel that's being suppressed at colleges and universities all over the United States today. Well, you're a great leader, Professor Schwartz, and you're going to be a historical figure, and I'm glad you're doing all this stuff, and you've been great coming on this show and the TV well, show, folks. I love folks. being on your show. I love Profes- being on your show. Professor Alan Dershowitz, uh, Emeritus of Harvard Law School. The name of the book, a very important book, obviously, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. It's out there. You can get it on one click. Professor Dershowitz, thank Thank you. Can't thank you enough for Saturday. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to take a look at the jobs numbers and the inflation numbers and the interest rate outlook from the great John Carney of Breitbart News. I'm Kudlow. Buy Dershowitz's book, please, folks. Buy Dershowitz's book. Very important stuff. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 